Welcome to the King's Anywhere podcast, inspirational teaching, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whenever you're ready. We're continuing with our series on Elijah, and we're reading from 1 Kings 17 and verse 7 to 24. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath and when he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so that I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called and bring me please a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said, but first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord The God of Israel says the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. A few Uh, verses here but lots happening uh, between them it it, first of all it starts off by saying that the brook dried up I wonder how you would be when you know if you were sat by that brook like Elijah and God had had said to to him to go to the brook Cherith and that he was going to provide but he was watching this brook literally go a day by day going down to a trickle so he was being refined uh, in his faith and did he did he trust God was was he going to wait for the next uh, part of uh, provision for him and sometimes you know when we're in situations we we can be tempted can't we when we see our provision running out uh, to want to try and fix that ourselves without waiting on God or talking to God about it and Elijah was uh, very tempted he could be very tempted at this point to do that to work this out himself and to move away from what God had said to him which was hide by the brook Cherith and the ravens will feed you there but as he was watching this this um, brook go down to a trickle he could have got anxious he could have got distracted and he had a choice to make whether he was going to trust God's provision to the to the very uh, end point of that provision uh, and that was leading him to relying on God on his heavenly father uh, and we need to check our hearts don't we when we're in situations that we're not too full of our own plans to listen to what God is saying to us or we could end up working things out ourselves instead of listening to God and waiting for for his provision and stepping out in in faith. And before Elijah received the next step, his faith and his patience were tested. Ever been there? 
I know that I have. And it was clear to Elijah that God had placed him where he was because he told him to go there uh, until he was redirected. And that meant staying where he was, no matter how unpleasant things became. And, and Elijah did that because he trusted God. He trusted the word of God. And you know, for you and I, when it's clear that God has placed us where we are, we need to abide in those places, in our workplaces, wherever God has placed us. We are, he has placed us there for a purpose and he has provision for us right where we are. And Elijah had to rely on God's provision and protection because if he'd have made something up, he would have walked away from God's provision. So what causes you and I not to be obedient? We have a choice like Elijah uh, to obey and to wait for God's provision in our lives. In 1 Corinthians 7.20, there's an interesting verse which says each person should remain in the situation they were in when God called them. You know, God wants to demonstrate his provision right where you are, where God has placed you. Let's have faith that God wants to do that, just like Elijah uh, had, to trust God for his provision. As we move on in the story, we see Elijah trusting God's specific direction and the details. So he was sent to the widow of Zarephath. She was an outsider. She wasn't in the land of Israel. And Elijah was being sent outside of Israel to a place where his enemy, Jezebel, had come from, the area of Sidon. And she was the daughter of a Sidonian king. So Elijah had to trust God to in, in sending him to Zarephath. It was also 75 miles away through desert terrain. So it wasn't an easy place to get to. Um, and, and, and he had to trust God in that. It was also Zarephath means refining. Uh, and so he was going, he was being sent to a place of refining, uh, a refining in his faith where he was going to trust God. And it wasn't a place that was easy to get to, it wasn't easily reached, and it, it didn't seem to make sense. But he sees God do amazing things. He trusts God when he's being hidden in that private place before he is brought onto the public stage to confront uh, Ahab and the nation of Israel in the next stages of, of Elijah's story. And we learn from Elijah that when we get to our the end of ourselves, um, that it's actually God's opportunity. The story of Elijah teaches us that. When Cherith dried up, then Zarephath was revealed and he had to trust God for the next step. And in our lives, we need to do that, don't we? We need to trust in God's provision. And, you know, he could have... You know, Elijah may have wanted to have had a river for provision, not a brook. He might have had to wanted to have a wealthy uh, landowner as provision, not a widow. But Elijah remains dependent on God's power and goodness. And he, re he submits himself to God and he trusts in God's direction. 
And, and we see Elijah's faith being trained by God's provision uh, and God's providence in his life, which leads Elijah to have that unquestioning obedience, to have that faith. How easy is that for you and I uh, to, to do that? Or do we question God? Elijah's story teaches us that when God calls us to go to a place, he will provide for us. So Elijah went to Zarephath. Um, we, we see um, how he steps out into God's provision. And um, we, we, we're reminded, aren't we, of, of Jesus where he says, I've come to do your will, oh my God. And, and I'm reminded of Paul's words who says, I am an apostle by the will of God. And I think there's a big challenge from Elijah's story, uh, from which points us to Jesus, and we see the example of uh, Paul, of of men and women who have submitted their lives to the will of God, and that's that means not sometimes not working things out ourselves. That means being obedient and trusting God. And sometimes that even means not following reason because we're trusting in the direction that that God is leading us in. And Jesus submitted to the will of his Father so that we could come into relationship with him. And Paul the Apostle submitted his life to God's will. And I want to challenge you and me today that with that question, are you really submitted to the will of God in your life? Or do you want your own way? Or do you like to work things out yourself? Because God has a plan and purpose and a will for your life. And he invites us. He doesn't force us. He invites us to submit all of our lives into his purpose and plans. But it comes with uh, putting him first in our lives and putting his kingdom first in our lives. We can't expect the provision of God if we're not submitting our wills to God's plan and purpose like Elijah demonstrates to us. Psalm 37.3 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. And so Elijah, he arrives at Zarephath and you know he had all the questions that you know, you would have, who is this person? Who is this widow? Um, what, what's it going to look like? Uh, what's her name? How, how am I going to know? Um, but, he, but he steps out and follows God's provision and heads to Zarephath. And it reminds us of Luke 10, 1 to 12, how Jesus teaches us about the person of peace strategy. That when we are sent out with the message of the love of God, that Jesus came, that he gave his life, for those that don't yet know him, as we're sent out into our neighbourhoods, our networks, our workplaces, that we're that God has already prepared widows of Zarephath, as it were, people of peace that are already He's already at work in their lives, and maybe some of those people of peace are not realising that. Certainly, the widow of Zarephath didn't, uh, and that and as we are sent with the message of God, we see that God is already at work, and that affirms our 
walk with God. That affirms our faith as we connect with those people in our lives that God is sending you and I to. And it's part of growing in faith and trusting in God for him to lead you to your people of peace in your neighborhood and in your network. Elijah was sent to this widow and a person of peace is that someone that's open to you, someone that serves you, someone that welcomes you, that listens to your message, someone pre-prepared by God. Uh, and certainly that was the widow of Zarephath. And, you know, let's pray as King's Church as we move into this year, as we in September, as we start seedbed and those that are on seedbed, as, that we're going to be looking for people of peace uh, and asking God to lead us to find those that God is sending us to. Um, the second thing I said to say about this is that God works in the ordinary things. For that widow, she was just going about her ordinary day, going about her ordinary business as usual. But within that, she experienced God's provision and God's providence. She met with the plan of God as she was going about her ordinary daily life. And let's not miss what God wants to do in you and I each day. Because we don't see God at work or we're not expecting God to work through the ordinary things of life. Because, you know, our own belief can disconnect us from the ordinary things of life. And we need to see with the eyes of faith and look and expect God's provision uh, in everything that happens. We see in this story and in much of the, the Bible stories that God is at work at both ends, if you like, of the line. You know, if if we step out in faith, we, we see God's providence. Jacob was sent down to Egypt to look for food in famine. Joseph was already there. He was already waiting and prepared. Mordecai was crying out to God in the book of, of uh, Esther to come and deliver his his people. King Ahasuerus suddenly couldn't sleep and searches the state records and finds that he needs to reward Mordecai. God covers both ends of the story and he puts people in the right places. Ruth follows Naomi to Bethlehem. Boaz is already pre-prepared. God covers both ends of the journey as we submit our lives to God and we follow his will. And we find providence, we see God at work and it encourages us as we as we journey with him, as we step out in faith. And so the widow meets Elijah at the gate of the city. And, and Elijah has to step out and talk to this person of peace, as it were, uh, and ask for help. And we find that in, in Luke 10, that we're to go out without anything. Uh, so we're in need when we find people of peace. And that was, that was Elijah. Um, he was in need and he stepped out and asked this woman, who looked like she needed help herself for provision. So it didn't look like a situation that he could get help, but he, he was acting under God's uh, word and under his uh, uh, provision. And uh, so he, he asks this, this poor widow for help. And, you know, for, for her, so often... For the widow, so often God waits until we kind of get to the end of ourselves and maybe our resources seem very little and we're in that kind of desperate point. Um, and she's at that point. She was in abject poverty and the end of her food was in sight and her, and her eyes were not on God. 
she, she'd done all that she could done, do in the situation. She was proactive. She wasn't being lazy. She was resilient. She was literally out gathering the last sticks. She was resilient to the very end of, of her situation. And then God steps in. And how often uh, d- does that happen for us? It's, it feels like that at times, but then God comes and he steps in. And I just want to encourage you to trust your Heavenly Father, to trust God within your circumstances, to have faith in his provi- provision. And, you know, to her, this widow's kind of natural mind, it looked hopeless. And, and we're reminded of what faith is through her story because, you know, in Romans four eighteen it says about Abraham that Abraham, in hope, believed against all hope. Abraham, in hope, believed and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him. And when God has spoken to you, sometimes situations do look against all hope. But Abraham, in hope, believed. And God calls us to that kind of faith in our lives. And certainly that's where that widow, the widow is. And she wasn't quite at that, at having that faith. Um, but she reminds us that God turns things around. Um, that God can turn and will turn things around. And, you know, here's Abraham. Uh, sorry, here's Elijah. And he's arrived at the place of refining, thinking, think about what he saw, a widow and her son starving, a few sticks, a handful of flour, a little oil between them and death. But he remembered God's word to him. I have provided a widow. Elijah was against all hope, in hope, believing and and, and seeing God's provision. And he remembered that that God's, God's word to him. And God calls us to that kind of faith. Uh, in our lives and and we see from this how how through this story that God's grace is sufficient for you and me in every situation he he literally has gone before us and and faith is that daily provision uh, and there was it was not that there was going to be 12 months supply or six months supply it was going to be a, a handful and it speaks to you and I of God's grace that his provision is there for you and I in the moment, every day. His provision is, is there for you and I every day. And she exercised her faith in God's provision by giving what little she had into God's purpose. And there's a principle there, isn't there? You may not think that you've got a lot, but as you put what you have into God's hands for his purpose you use what you have and give that into God's purpose God will bless that and her faith in God was equal to her simple trust that God would take care of her and that over overcame any reasonings or objections that she may have had she gave to Elijah and to God the best she had and she she didn't lose out in that kind of generosity and when we give to God in that way we never lose out. I have never lost out in what I've given to to God and what I have put, uh, 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 given over to, to him. And he, he is no man's debtor. And she received God's blessing and provision um, in, in that situation. And if, if we put God first in our situation and we allow God to act 
and work. He will work all things for our good. That's his promise. Even though it doesn't say that everything is good, but he works things for our good. And, and the widow's generosity was returned. And it points us to Jesus, doesn't it, as the one that sustains us by daily grace. You know, we can't stockpile grace. We can't live on yesterday's grace. It's fresh supplies each day. And that's what this story speaks to us of. It's that daily bread, isn't it? That God makes his word to us and we can stand in faith upon it. Um, on that daily grace. And, and, and that's what he promises uh, to us. You know, we all face challenges and difficulties in in life. And sometimes we find it hard to apply it to ourselves, you know. Um, because, you know, we all like to to ignore the unpleasant and focus on the comforts that we want to keep but this this story encourages us that we have as his children we are called to have a really healthy perspective on our lives and in 1 Corinthians seven twenty nine, it says what I mean brothers is that the time is short from now on those who have wives should live as if they have none those who mourn as if they did not those who buy something as if it was not theirs to keep those who use the things of the world as if not engrossed in them for this world in its present form is passing away and I think that God teaches us to live with this perspective by daily grace he shows us that it's upon his eternal nature it's upon his eternal kingdom it's not upon anything that we can build our lives on that we are sustained and he teaches us that we've got to let go. We've not to hold on to the things of this life. We've got to hold them lightly. And we've got to have that perspective in our lives. And it's a healthy perspective because, hey, we all face difficulties in life. And it's how we perceive those, those, those difficulties. And it's how we turn to God in those difficulties not away from God but to God in those difficulties for his daily grace if we're going to build our lives on earthly things then sooner or later they're no longer going to be there they're really not we can lose those things but if we build a hope our faith our trust on the living God those things are things that we cannot lose and they're never going to be taken uh, away from us and, and God calls us to that and we all face difficulties you know goodness me in the last couple of weeks um, in, in fact even preparing this talk I didn't want to prepare this talk because uh, there's been challenges that I've faced but at the end of the day we need to turn to God in our difficulties and our, in our situations and we have to trust him because it's that perspective that this world in its present form is not going to last and that it is that perspective that we hold lightly um, the things that we have in this world and we invest in God's purpose and you know that woman the widow she invested in God's purpose she took what little she had and she put it into and the eternal purposes of God the word of God and she saw God's blessing on, on her life. Let's read on in 1 Kings 17. Sometime later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. He
he grew worse and worse and finally stopped breathing. She said to Elijah, what do you have against me, man of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? Give me your son, Elijah replied. He took him from her arms, carried him to the upper room where he was staying and laid him on his bed. Then he cried out to the Lord, Lord, my God, have you brought tragedy even on this widow I am staying with by causing her son to die? Then he stretched himself out on the boy three times and cried out to the Lord, Lord, my God, let this boy's life return to him. The Lord heard Elijah's cry and the boy's life returned to him and he lived. Elijah picked up the child and carried him down from the room into the house. He gave him to his mother and said, look, your son is alive. Then the woman said to Elijah, now I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord from your mouth is the truth. Things happened really quickly after this amazing provision for this widow. And, you know, you would think, well, everything's really good. But then this tragedy strikes in in our life. And the principle here is that as long as we're in this life, you know, we must look to the grace of God each day. Um, it, the story teaches us that things come our way and it's how we deal with those things, whether they're going to become a distraction, whether we're going to throw in the towel and forget things or we're going to trust God and push through. And this woman you know, was really, really challenged in, in the most really difficult situation and she but her story in many ways gives us hope and reminds us that we can trust God when we walk through the challenges of this life and we all face them um, but God trains us through our afflictions with his grace um, he equips us with his daily uh, encouragement and provision in our circumstances and situations and we have a choice don't we whether we're going to submit to him and trust him even when things are happening that we don't like or we don't want in our lives and certainly the widow didn't want this situation she'd lost her son um, no one to support her or comfort her in her old age um, but her story turned out to to God's glory and we see uh, God's favour you know when when trials come that are sudden and severe we need God's grace and we need to come to complete submission to God in our situations that's that's the the obedience of our heart that God is looking for and you know the cross of Jesus Christ calls us to that level of obedience no matter what happens to you your eternal future is secure. The cross has paid for you. You, Your life will be completely saved by Jesus Christ. Whoever lives to intercede for you, he's praying for you. And, and when challenges come, you have a heart choice. You have a heart choice to turn to him and in complete submission and obedience to his will and plan in your life no matter what happens and this lady had a severe trial and she she chose to do that remember job the story of job how he lost everything and yet he he chose not to curse or, or, or god and and she's deeply distressed and she her, her reaction is that she points she she points to her own sin 
in her reaction and she thinks that God is is punishing punishing her um and she she has in that sense she has a a a soft a soft heart because she's not saying you know what did i do to deserve this i always do what's right why should it be me when others don't have this there's no kind of sense of pride and self-righteousness in her response but she has a humble heart to ask god even in this situation have i done anything to to displease you and i think we learn don't we that the things that happen they're just part of a fallen world some of the suffering that happens is just part of being in a fallen world it's not that this woman has, has, has done anything wrong but she has a good heart response to ask the question um, in, in her loss rather than the prideful response of you know, I, I, don't, I hate you God I'd, why have you done this to me she doesn't respond in that way but she responds with a humble heart if you and I have been bought with a price, then we belong to God. And that means that everything in our lives also belongs to God. And so you can come to God as, as a child of God and you can talk to him about all those things that happen in, in your life. But the basis of all that is that you belong to, to Jesus Christ and your heart response is one of obedience to him because you love him, because you trust him and because you know him in all circumstances because he is the one uh, that has you, has you, has your eternity and has your life in his hands. And we're called to do that and to respond to the challenges of life with faith and trust um, and in the right way. It says in Hebrews 11.35 that women receive back their dead, raised to life again. Before this incident, this story in the Old Testament, there was no other time where someone had come back to life. So there was no precedent for this prior to this in the Old Testament. And this this woman in coming to Elijah had had faith. Um, She was a Gentile, but um, she was open to growing in her faith and this was the, I guess, the final kind of real challenge of, of her faith and a miracle happened. It's only it's something that, that only God can do, a miracle. And when you bring God into, into situations that are impossible, then there's the opportunity for a miracle. We, we're sure that nothing is too hard for the maker of heaven and earth and you know we we, we look to God and, and Elijah Elijah's response to the widow moved her towards the faith of Abraham in hope against hope to believe um, and as Abraham had believed that he even when he was challenged to go and sacrifice Isaac it says that he believed that God could bring him back from from uh, the dead and so it's that kind of faith that the the widow came to and Elijah led her led her to and Elijah reacted with 
not with the why questions. Why should this evil befall her while he was there? What about God's honour? He, he reacts by taking her son and getting by himself alone. And he takes his perplexity, his questions, to the very person that um, he has submitted to, and that's God, and he submits this situation to him. And he, we see that model, don't we, in the life of Jesus, where in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus withdraws by himself to be with his father. And he goes to his father in that place of extreme difficulty and Elijah went to God he he got alone with God and he cried out to the Lord and he didn't question he just accept that the Lord had a purpose in this and he submits to God's sovereignty in in this and Elijah is prompted by the Holy Spirit to to pray and to ask God and it, and the Lord heard Elijah and the the widow's son was revived and came and came back to life and you know no matter this story teaches us no matter what our situation no matter how difficult our situation looks who do you go to do you process who do you process it with are you processing it with god because <laughs> that's the invitation to trust God in the most difficult of situations. And Elijah, we, we need that that's intercessory prayer in those difficult situations. And Elijah goes to God, he intercedes, he gets alone with God and he is fervent in his prayers. And he, he knows his covenant relationship with God, oh Lord, my God, he says. And, and when we come to God with our situation and circumstances, we have a covenant relationship and we can say, oh Lord, my, my God, you're my God, um, show yourself in this situation. And, and we, as his children, are, are called to pray and to intercede on, the, on behalf of others and in our situations and circumstances, just like Elijah and so we are uh, encouraged by this, this story to, to do that. And uh, Elijah appeals to God's mercy for the widow. And he's very specific in his request. And you know, we can't begin to imagine um, the mother's delight when, when he's restored. But she is clearly grown in her faith because her first response shows that, that her faith is in God's purpose through Elijah um, she knew God was with Elijah she'd seen him at work in her life and now her faith was established firmly established in, in God so I want to pray for you uh, and for me from this story that no matter what challenges we're, we're facing, that we would choose to turn to God and that we would also choose to submit all of our lives to God. So let me, let me pray for us. Lord, I want to thank you that you are sovereign and I just want to pray for anyone that has listened to this talk and 
I want to pray, God, that they would realize again uh, that as a follower of Jesus, that they belong to you and that every area of their life belongs to you, God. And I just pray, Lord, um, that you would lead them to not look at circumstances, but to trust in the word of God. I pray, Lord, that they would feed themselves on the word of God, that they would read your word and that they would choose to see that rather than their circumstances. God, I pray that you would bring freedom. God, that you would bring provision for people that are listening today. God, I pray for that daily grace that people uh, as, as, as been listening to this just need that encouragement to know God that you are providing daily grace and whatever the situation or circumstance that that grace and that provision is there and for those that have maybe disappointment or have maybe turned that their heart has just become a bit hardened I pray that they would choose today to turn to the living God in faith in trust and in prayer and to come before you God with their situation and circumstances and let their heart be soft let their heart be softened again by your Holy Spirit that they would be and remain in that place of faith and trust to see breakthrough and to see your provision I also pray God that you would send us out into our neighborhoods and into our networks God to find the widows of Zarephath, as it were, to find those people, God, that you're sending us to in the places where we are. God, that you'd open our eyes to your providence, God, to those that you've chosen, to those that you're already at work in, and that we would bring the message of the love of God and that they would see you, Lord Jesus, that they would find your provision as we bring the message of your gospel uh, to them, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. To find out more about King's Church Warrington, visit our website or find us on Facebook and Instagram.